Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Aimless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, live from Pickle Studios here in Picklebet headquarters. I'm joined here by a full panel here today. Guys, get excited. We've got the 2021 champion, Tim Moody. How are you, Timmy? Very good, mate. Fancy place here. We are. Took a wee downstairs. They've got a marble door. Uh, it takes a very long time for it to close. It's a bit awkward, that moment when you're in a rush. But, yeah, very impressed by uh, all, all the uh, aesthetics of the place. It's very nice here. And in the naughty corner today, the lowest scorer every week gets a spot on the couch. Jake is our stats man for the day. Coach, a kiss my behinds. How are you, Jake? Yeah, good, mate. I, I, it's a bit of a... Bad intro I cop there, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll take it. It's a nice comfy couch. You guys are up on up on the chairs. But, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, much of an upgrade from where you boys first started with you and Mikey, you know. Standing Mikey in the, their bedroom, just yeah. sort of looking at each other a bit awkwardly. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah, we're, we've strived to come to this point for a long time, and we're finally here, and we got only got to thank you guys and thank Pickle Studios here at the Pickle Bet Studio headquarters. Firstly, let's talk some super coach. How'd you go, Timmy, on the weekend? A little bit of a bounce back, not too shabby the score, 1144. I jumped back into 4,100 from about 7,000. So it's been a bit up and down, but yeah, making some waves, heading back in the right direction. Very good. Jake, how'd you go? Obviously the lowest scorer of the round. Uh, yeah, 1064. I didn't lose too many ranks actually, so that's, that's Pump your rank quite up now. all right. Uh, 1336, I think yeah. I am. Just outside the top K, hopefully this week. Yeah. Uh, and make some moves and get inside with uh, with Savs, who's probably going to be pushed for even higher. Oh, I, I second top scored for the week with 1,117. Into 202nd, I wasn't sure if that was going to be a moving score, but with not having Reese Walsh, uh, that kind of helped me. Mm. But AE of Ben Murdoch, Masilla on the Sunday, and Tyrell Sloan absolutely stinking it up on the Sunday. It, it was not good. But guys, uh, Let's go into our overall group. Blue Redos, Tessa, overall 12th. She's first in our group at the moment, so she's in for the big prize. Yeah, the girls. For the Supercoach Experience podcast. But firstly, pickle bet. Let's go into that when we do best bets. Reese Walsh is our first hot topic of the night. 725,000 with 156 BE. Jake, I want to go to you first. Are you an owner and what are you doing with Reese Walsh? I am an owner and I guess it's a... It's a tough hold. I think he's a good chance of scoring quite well this week. It's, um, you know, up in Suncourt, magic round, uh, mainly with a few players out. Um, the issue with him is he has a tough round after it. Uh, I think they go, was it uh, Penrith or... It's Penrith, Melbourne, games, Penrith and Melbourne um, following afterwards. that. So my plan is to hold him up until around 16, then maybe move, but... I don't know. There's a lot of people jumping off this week. I know he's been a big headache for your side, Timmy, but he's the most traded out this week. You can bank a bit of money for it. What are mm. your plans with him? Well, I was close to selling him last week. I would have um, either sold Turbo or Walsh to Teddy um, with 
uh, Turbo not playing, I just thought, look, I'll hold on to Walsh. He is a buy number. I don't have a great deal of coverage for 13 as it is. Uh, I'm really excited to be playing him this week in Magic Round. It's pumped. I'm not going to be at the Friday night games. I am coming off the bench for the Saturday and Sunday mm. games. I'm an impact player, not a full 80-minute player. So uh, keep an eye out for me at Magic Round. I'll be uh, making a name for myself, I'll tell you that much. That's it. It's Magic Round this weekend. Massive weekend. It's always big super coach scoring and... I don't know what to do this week. Actually, I do. I'm not trading at all, guys. But we will get to trades. Uh, Tom Trebojevic is our next one. 594,084 break-even with a draw of the Broncos, Sharks, Raiders. Does he play Origin? Well, I don't think so. Unless in the next couple of games there's a real improvement in his unawkwardness, you know I mean? The, the running style hasn't kicked into that yet. Mm. So, yeah, look, I, I think that Tommy's the type of guy that'll, you know, say, look, not right to go, maybe chime in around um, like the second or third game. Jake, what are your thoughts on Tommy? A lot of people are selling, and I know Mikey's actually selling for Clint Gutherson. I think he's actually selling Walsh. He's selling one of them. But I don't know if it's the right move, especially at the value. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of what he was priced at the start of the season. You know you can get big scores out of him. I sold him last week when he was ruled out. I think that was probably the time to do it. I think back this week, um, I assume he's fit with a week off. He kind of needed it. I don't know. I don't think I'd be selling, to be honest. If he's ever going to light it up or find his form, it's going to be at Magic Round. Magic Round last year, Broncos put on 50 against Manly. So I'm a bit worried there's going to be a bit of a, uh, with the Broncos coming off a loss. Manly coming off a loss against the Titans, though. So it could be a bit of a close matchup and maybe bad for both sides. I think this is ideal for the Broncos. I think with that big loss to South last week, uh, getting Payne Hass back, he, he's making a massive difference for them. Also, it's their home ground. This is their house. This is Reese's Walsh's house. That's why you've got to hold on to him. If you're unsure, yeah, he's got a big BE. I reckon he's, he's good for a ton for sure this week. We haven't announced the elephant in the room, though, right now. Timmy, what are you wearing? Uh, yeah, look, switch sides. No, no, no. <laughs> I lost a bet long last okay, week. Okay, Savs. Yeah, yeah, lost, lost a bet. I'm a proud Penrith supporter for anyone who's unfamiliar with, uh, you know, what I am. Um, shout out to Tony Murphy for lending me this um, jersey. Uh, great. Tiger supporter, one of Cambridge Park's finest. Um, yeah, look, it was rough. I, I have to admit, though, you know, I was slightly happy for the Tigers. I would have liked them to probably have beaten someone else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, Appy Corusau, Naden, Tim Sheens, all ex-Penrith players. So, look, happy for those three particularly. Yeah, I, I guess moving on to uh, the Parramatta players. Mm. Um, Parramatta... On the weekend, Friday night, absolutely lit it up against Newcastle, who now have the buy. Got to sit on that loss for two weeks. Jake, I want to go to you. Clint Gutherson's up there for most purchase this week. For Reese Walsh, I assume, a lot of people are doing it for buy coverage, and here's what I have against it. Clint Gutherson, yes, he has buy coverage, but he has that round 14 off. So I think by going Walsh to Clint Gutherson in before round 13, you're missing out on a 13 and 14 player. And you're spending money. What are your thoughts, Jake? Yeah, that's the reason I'm keeping Walsh. I, I was going to bring in Gutherson last week, and I thought, nah, we won't worry about it. And he goes and scores a hat trick. It was painful. But it, it's a tough one. I I know I think Mikey's the one doing Walsh to Gutherson, but I'm, I'm not for it. I, I, I don't hate it. Like, a part of me thinks it's the move to make. Like, Walsh has got those 30s in him. You know what I mean? He's got... 
plenty of them there. Gutho, I was just looking back at his scores just to see how he's gone. Like, except for Penrith, he scored 37 against Penrith, which, yeah. you know, forget that. Except for when Penrith are playing the Tigers, they're gone. Um, he's got 70s, 80s that he's doing easy, and you'll take that at fullback this year when we've, you know, been underwhelmed with Teddy, we've been underwhelmed with Turbo at times. Walsh has got those 30s. I think it's a pretty smart move. It's just for me, at Magic Round, I couldn't do it getting rid of Walsh. Is it worth a trade knowing that both should play pretty much the same price. They're going to play the Broncos. They're they've got a pretty good matchup in round thirteen as well. Like, do you just do you it's just a hold trust off? Your gut one, you know what I mean. I yeah. really think it comes down to what you individually think. My gut's telling me to probably make that trade, but uh, my heart's just all about you know wanting to see Reese Walsh light it up. Jake Dylan Brown had a blinder, one hundred nine six hundred seventy nine thousand with a twenty seven break even. Is he, or uh, I want to say must, but is he someone you got to target? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess all these players that we're talking about, the power players, same with Gutherson, they play 13, 16, 19, so they play all those boys. On head-to-head, though, they're not they're not going to be scoring rounds for a lot of head-to-head. So if you're not really focused on overall, I, they're not going to be all that important, I don't think. Because they're not going to play 14, which is going to be a head-to-head scoring round. Yeah. Um, and then whatever the other one after the buy is, I think 20, I think it is, might be, or 17. There's a lot of great relevant uh, para players. The problem is, though, that we've been discussing is that, you know, Parramatta, Newcastle, and Manly, I think it is. Have round 14 buy. Yeah, so that's very awkward if you've got a lot of them. I, I think you can probably only have three Parramatta players for round 13, and then you start to maybe bring a few more in for 15, 16 onwards. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I look at it, because I, I probably want to get a couple of the Newcastle boys as well. Yeah. So if I'm going to get, uh, say, uh, well, Lucky Miller or Greggy Marju. Greggy Marju, yeah, and plus having Garrick there as well. That's what looking at almost six, seven players. That's hard to cover. It, it is very hard. Backing up from Origin, it's hard to cover. And round fourteen, it's it will be a normal round for some people. And if you stack up and make it hard for yourself, it's just you're going to go out the window, and it's going to be terrible. I get the vibe; it's going to be easier to make up ranks in fourteen, in like will 14, be in 17 and nineteen. Yeah. Oh, 20? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood's the next one on the list. 577,000 with a 21 break even. Name to start at lock again this week. Madison on the bench, though. Yeah, proud owner. Uh, Madison pulled out late with illness on the weekend. I assume his bus fee was just a bit too much for yeah, him to get to the like ground. Yeah, he doesn't like paying up, does he? <laughs> he doesn't. He'll happy miss a match for saving the coin. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Hopgood? Ah, uh, yeah, look, he looked great, particularly last week. It's just about the minutes for him. Even when he's not playing massive minutes, you're still going to get 50 out of him, which is fine at the price. So I think people that have sold him, I think he's a great purchase. Um, he's a massive hold. And, yeah, there's a lot of upside in the bloke, and he's a, he's a red-hot go-up. Slight smoky for origin. If I was a Queenslander, I'd be picking him. Is he a buyer, Jake? Yeah, I'll, on the uh, drive in here with Timmy, I was saying, because I've, I've sold him, couple of weeks ago and I go, it feels just, it feels ill bringing a player you sold three weeks ago back in um, now that his role's kind of changed. Um, I guess to you, how do you think this Parramatta rotation is going to work? I still think Hopwood's going to play big minutes. Matt will come on for Greg probably after 60, um, after 20, sorry, and plays the rest of the, the game. they only got two middle forwards on the bench, which I think is good for Hopgood. Um, Davey and Cartwright will probably split each other. Um 
uh, Hodgson and Hans will split each other. So, yeah. I mean, there's five forwards into three positions in middle forward. So, I think Hopgood, in terms of minutes, I think he's going to be playing up towards 65, 70. I would assume that Madison comes on and plays middle. Uh, and maybe when Cartwright comes on, Davey goes to the middle. You have inside info through uh, Ben Cartwright, do well, no, you? No, I only kind of knew that that's how they were going to set up. Um, that Davey somehow won a spot. Yeah. Um, come out of the blue. I mean, he was, he was at the Dogs last week and all of a sudden he's starting for Parramatta, which is kind of bizarre. But minutes-wise, it's it's all speculation. Brad Arthur's, he seems to rotate. It could be Madison starting next week and Hopgood off the bench. So mm-hmm. a bit of unknown, but I think both both Madison and Hopgood are in for big minutes because Greg's not going to play big minutes. McAtoll's not going to play big minutes. Junior Barlow's probably, what, 50-ish minutes in, in two stints. So I think... Hopgood can't go wrong. What is he, 530, 540K? Well, actually, no, 570, I think he is. Yeah, 577. Made quite a bit of money last week with his ton. Um, so I think, yeah, it's not a bad option. But I, I, I'm actually going in a different parameter for that. Mm, that you haven't like thrown in here. I like haven't thrown in here, but, but uh, Sean Lane, uh, he's, I think he's about 80K discount on his starting price. Hasn't got any attacking stats yet. Um, and I think they're... Not too far away. Oh, they're coming. Mm. With, with with Brown sort of last week, I think he's got a taste for it, and I think it's coming out this week particularly. I think I can see Laney going over for one guaranteed. I'm surprised I didn't think of that as a best bet, to be fair. I actually like it as well, and I think like Jermaine Hopgood's still 35% owned. Go the pod route. Yeah, go, pod Sean, go Sean Lane, the one that has the upside. Like Jermaine Hopgood, he's going to get them scores when he has big minutes. With Lane, it could happen any week. And there's no stress about Lane, you know, will he play Origin? Whereas if Hopgood, mm. he keeps, if he keeps playing well, he might just be banging the door down. So if, if you're upming and ahhing about Hopgood and you're not sure whether he's going to play Origin, maybe he's a guy that you bring in right before 13, although he's not going to play the 14 for yeah. you. That's the way I'd sort of yeah. look at it, but... Yeah, it's tough. I guess that's why the Parramatta players are very popular this week rather than week 12 or 13 because yep. it, it feels weird trading them in. milk a little bit more yeah, out of yeah, them beforehand. Tra- trading them in before they have the buy. Um, I have to note, Gold Coast, Canberra, Rabbitohs and Cowboys without their origin players is their draw. So I see why a lot of people are stacking up on their backs. And the last back here, Mitch Moses, 695, 148 on the weekend. Cleary's not kicking goals. So I think this could be an avenue to go, but mm. uh, it just feels very risky going without Cleary, especially after Penrith having two losses. I'd really like to think this is a massive week for Cleary. Um, I think, you know, taking that loss is a big one for him particularly. He does a lot of homework, does a lot of extras, and I'm sure he'll be um, on fire. The thing is, Mitch, Mitch Moses, this time of year, he's been pretty good in the past, and I I mean, he worked for me last year in the buyers as well. I jumped yeah. a lot of ranks. But that, in that was spot. right on the buyers. Yeah, true, true. But, I mean, look, the only reason I could say maybe no is because it seems like Brown's getting a little bit more... He's warming up. He's getting a little bit more of the ball as well, so... I think Brown had his best game on the weekend and only scored 109. So, for me, he's not someone I would need to rush. I held on to Cameron Munster last week and I'm... Quite happy I did it, actually. Um, Okay, that's it for Hot Topics for the week, but best bets for this week. I'm going to start off. Joseph Suwali'i, anytime try scorer against a leaky Cowboys edge, $2.10. 
Timmy, what's your best bet? Yeah, so I've got um, two teams on the bounce back. Um, the Broncos 13 plus, I really like this one. Um, up against uh, Manly, who yeah. I. The thing is, the forwards out there. Yeah, Jake's out. Yeah, uh, and I just, I just feel that when you look at the sides, and it's their home ground. After a loss like that, they'll want to make a uh, prove a point, and the other ones, Penrith thirteen plus, Warriors have been very, you know, gritty for a lot of the year. Yep. They were they leaked a lot of points last week, and I think that might be the case again for them this week. Jake, what is your best bet? And mind you, that one is four dollars seventy seven. You'll get for that one. Well, I can't go past me Sharkies. I've got to include them. I'll be up there watching. I'm not going with him, but I'll see him on the Saturday for sure. I'm going up. I'm watching all the games. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll we'll take it eight. We'll have a beer for sure. I've got Nico Hines, anytime try scorer. The Dolphins leak for halves. Yeah. Quite often. First half is yeah, terrible um, for them lately. But even to halfbacks or, or five eights, they've conceded quite a few tries in the last couple of weeks. So I think that, and I think Sharks 13 plus, the way they're playing, um, the Dolphins have been a bit ordinary the last couple of weeks. Um, so I think the Sharks... I really like it because Hines is really doing everything he can to, to make that six jersey his. He, so. And he hasn't got a line break try yet, so I feel like that's coming as well. Very popular captain choice this week, I would assume. But remember, if you're going to have a punt, use Picklebet. Use the code Turbo when signing up. But the chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au and Picklebet... Need I say more? <laughs> Let's move on to cheapies available this week. Jareem Buller, 200,000, 200, Jake. Negative 38, break even. 38 and 60. He has St. George, Rabbitohs, Cowboys in the next three. Do you like it? He's fullback only, so I don't know if I can take up a spot at fullback for mine. That's the kicker, I think. If, if you've got a team that's, say, running a at the moment running one fullback and you're kind of rotating your centre wing fullbacks to, to fill that position. I think you can bring him in for that. Um, I wouldn't be cutting, say, a Reese Walsh or if you're getting rid of Turbo this week, down to him to kind of get that a lot of cash because he's bottom dollar. It seems like that's um, the popular trade, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to spend that cash well in, I guess, your key positions to set yourself up, go for it. But, I mean, the Tigers... They did win last week, but I don't expect them to be winning too many games or scoring too many tries. And well, I mean, he has quite a few runs. Round one, he had I think twenty-one runs. Last week was a bit less because he was in poor conditions. But so his base is all right. Um, but it's the attacking stats that you need from a fullback that you're probably not going to get from him. He's basing about twenty-five over the two weeks with runs, Timmy. Mm. Um, tackle breaks in the first game, ten points in tackle breaks. So, like the eye tests, it's there. Great. But Apparently he can shoot some three-pointers as well, which might come in handy. Um, well, the thing I love about the kid is he, he's, you know, he's just fresh. He, he wants to really you know, make a name for himself. The, the beautiful thing about it is um, you are freeing up a lot of cash. I would, I would consider Turbo because if you're like not knowing who to go from and he's gonna, if he's not going to play Origin, he could be great by coverage. But if he is playing Origin... I mean, who? If you can't fit two guys in, like, who are you going to have? Gutho? Who else is really sort of putting the hand up? Walsh? Are you going to pay the price for him if you don't have him? So, if you're prepared to just run one fullback for the buy coverage, or if you're just a head-to-head player, you want to free up, you know, that cash to sort of strengthen your side elsewhere. It's it's not that bad. Before we move on to the next player, we are giving away this ball, not this ball exactly. <laughs> one of my balls at home. All you have to do is. 
show that you're uh, watching this on the big screen at home and tag us the SC experience on Instagram and uh, the the best photo we'll um, we'll give the ball to. So if you want I the ball, we'll just give him a ball away. I was going to be just offering <laughs> your shirt up as a second prize too for a second there. Yeah, so we're giving away that ball. So uh, make sure to tag us in your Instagram stories watching on the big screen at home. Um, Jared Croker, mm. Jake, 336,000, negative eight break even. It's really worked out for Croker. Savage named on the wing this week. It, he looks like a good buy. Yeah, I mean, you would have liked to get him in last week or even the week before um, when they had the buy. I think now that he's a bit more expensive, he scored, a, he had a, two line breaks and a try and didn't crack 70, I don't <laughs> think. So, I mean,. He's a buy player. I don't expect him to make too much cash. Maybe to hit that maybe 500k if he's lucky, if he gets a few more tries. But I I don't know. I, I think probably last week was the time to get him. I mean, if you need a downgrade, but then again, if you're getting rid of Alamotti or Taruva, they're almost the same price as him. Yeah, I don't hate it completely. If you are getting rid of Alamotti or Taruva, neither of them are going to play round 13. So... Also, if you're looking at the, the thing with Croker and going, oh, I'm not going to pick a bloke up who's... Job security's got issues. He's sort of now proven he's, he's staying for a bit, you know what yes. I mean? Unless, unless he gets injured, I believe. So I, I like it for that reason. He's cheap. He's kicking goals. You don't want to play him every week, but he's a handy option to have. And for 13, hopefully get up to around 450, I hope. Yep. And maybe even above if he gets another few attacking stats. Um, guys, we're going to answer live Facebook questions and YouTube questions very shortly, so make sure to keep them pumping in. Next one. Carl Olawapu, Timmy, 200,000, 43 with a line break. Mm. But that was in 47 minutes, past the eye test, which is the main yeah. thing. Named on the bench again this week. So uh, a lot of people are downgrading their Katoas to him to free up cash. What's your thoughts on this one? It's awkward because I'm struggling for buy numbers. I've only probably got nine at the moment. I've sort of got to do two trades, two trades, two trades, and then three to sort of really give myself the confidence that I've got enough numbers. Um leading into the origin period. If he was playing um, 13, I think it'd be a slam dunk. But the thing is, Katoa will play 13. So I, you might say, oh, as Jake said to me, do you really need Katoa's 40? I probably do. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, he, he, he looks great. If you're not going to get him now and you're going to wait till after that by period of like round 13, he's going to have gone up a fair bit by then. So it's going to be an awkward purchase then. So maybe you do lock him in. He's going to cover a lot of other rounds in the origin period. So, yeah, if you're willing to sacrifice that one extra buy number and you've got a few like yourself, it frees up cash and, yeah, I do like it for that reason. Jay, Carl Olawapu, obviously we're all about the eye test here, but uh, coming off the bench and taking up a crucial position at 5A, that round 14 where a lot of people will have Dylan Brown, got to play Carl Oluwapu off the bench. That being said, Josh Reynolds is – how long is he going to be there? spot by round 14. I think – I think so too. I think they might even shove him in this week. I thought they were going to name him to like so start. Did, yeah. yeah, so I think it's, it's just a matter of weeks before it's his. Jake? Yeah, same as Timmy. I think it's only a matter of time before um, Oluwapu starting over Reynolds and Reynolds will have – Offer a bit more impact off the bench, I guess. Uh, the good thing is we get another look at him this week before he goes up in price. He's not, he's not quite on the bubble yet. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, if you need the cash this week, I guess that's the play, but he could, could go out and get injured and then you're kind of stuck with a 200K player. Timmy, as a 
Tigers supporter. You're sad to see Tyrone Peachy go, but he goes into a red-hot attack for the Penrith Panthers mm. on that left edge. 289,000, negative 11 break-even. Only started for the first time last week, but he came off the bench a few weeks prior. Jeez, it looks tempting, doesn't it? Yeah, don't mind the peach. Um, with Tago out for, it looks like, another at least five weeks. Yeah. Um, He's going to get enough time to sort of make some money there too. I think it's a pretty solid option if you're not – again, coming down to round 13 doesn't cover that for you. But, you know, would you go him or Croker? I'd, if you're not too worried about that, I'd prefer him over uh, Croker. It's only a shorter p- probably term play, but he's playing in the Panther side. Only available at second row at the moment, but Should I assume one. he'll get the duel by round 12. Yeah, so round 12. There was a few things that um, – a few players that – Super, uh, NRL super coach released um, saying about you know the locked ones that were going to get the jewels and then the ones that, that are on the watch list. Obviously, Joey Manu's a watch because they need to play three games in that position. So you, you assume Joey Manu is going to play this week, so he'll get the, the locked jewel, in, yeah, um, for round twelve. But we do have to wait till round twelve to get those jewels. So until then, Manu, Peachy, all these players are not going to be able to be moved. I assume he's he's locked in, which is very good. Uh, Sam Walker wasn't named. I guess this can kick off the winners and losers of team lists. Joey Manu keeps 5'8", with Sam Walker still dropped. What's he done? Sammy Walker? Yeah. Oh, I think that's Cooper. That's a question for Cooper Cronk. I don't think he fits into Cooper Cronk's uh, way of playing that position, but uh, he's a great mind of the game, so we can't doubt him, and it's working at the moment for them. Um, Sammy's a great footy player. He's very, very young. So look, I, I think he could go elsewhere if, he, if they, you know, keep him in the Reggies for too long. So it depends how, what their long-term plan is as well. They look a lot better, but this combination of Sam Walker and Luke Keary, like Luke Keary is playing amazingly at the moment, but this combination reminds me of James Maloney and Nathan Cleary, where mm. they're just two dominant halves and they, they kind of got in each other's ways. One would try and overcall another and then yeah. it just wouldn't work. And I think we've seen Sam Walker's last game for the Roosters. Jake, uh, Joey Minot at 5'8", obviously a very tempting captain option this week. Yeah, very tempting. I mean, there's, there's quite a few of them this week. We've got a potentially healthy um, Cleary. Hines is obviously the, the lock every time. But, yeah, Joey Manu, I don't think he did anything last week. And he's still ended up on, like, what, 70 or something like 63, that. yeah. 63 points. So you're throwing some attacking stats in there, which against the Cowboys, who look dreadful, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely... I haven't considered him. Hey, I think I just have sort of had tunnel vision this week. For me, I'm sort of looking straight up at Walsh as a VC, just so I got the safety oh. of a captain in um, Nico. In Nico, but I was also looking at, you know, potentially I could VC Nico and then look at the para game as well. Yeah. But I'm, I don't love captaining um, Dylan Brown, so I think the smart option for my side would be VC Walsh captain. Captain Nico. Very good. Uh, another winner from the team list. He's got the bizarres, Jacob Carraz. Mm. 650,000, break even. I think I want to see how his injury goes, but he's someone that if you're not really sold on these round 13 options, I know Garrick's back at the wing at the moment. We'll talk about that in a second. But he's someone you could go as a little pod play before round 13 and hopefully the draw just opens up enough for them to to really go crazy on that right edge because they've been killing it on that right edge at the moment. I think at his price, it would have been hard for a lot of serious super coaches to hold on to him mm. for that three weeks. So he'll be a big pod and because everyone is going to have that tunnel vision for 
you know, round 13. Uh, a lot will probably let him go. I'd like to sort of hope he sort of coasts along, still goes okay, doesn't really light it up, and then we can pick him up for 14. That would be very nice. Uh, Jake Kubkaraz. Yes. <laughs> I guess same, same the, the pizzazz. Um, same thing as Timmy and you guys are sort of saying that I – Potentially round 14. Hopefully he drops a bit of cash. He's still got that eight in his rolling average for the next two games. So that's potentially two. Just like sort of Garrick's happened to Garrick with his. Mm. With his he's gone, come down in price. Might be a perfect one to jump off um, a player in of 13 straight into 14 and then grab that's it. Franklin Pele is named on the bench, 200,000. With Carl Olawapu on the bench, I mean, Josh Reynolds has been going into 13 kind of as a just a roamer. But... Franklin Pele, for those who held on, mm. I mean, is it good news? Could be awkward. Could be like an RAE nightmare. Um, I was looking at, I don't really, not too stressed about AEs this week, and I've got um, Howarth that I can use as a loop to captain late in the round. But, yep. yeah, having him back, uh, it's good for the dogs. You know, they, they mm. need as many players as they can get back. It might not be as great for the Ville Army, uh, my super coach side. However... Uh, I'm, look, I'm just surprised they could break that arm. Um, hopefully, after that period, he's, he's right to go. It seems like a short period to return from a broken arm. I, I don't know. When I did my arm roller skating when I was a bit younger, it felt like I was a bit bit tender for a while after that uh, cast came off. Look at you, though, and look at Franklin. He's probably... he's <laughs> big probably dif- Big difference in the thickness, yeah. He's probably eaten your weight in food in the last <laughs> you know, since the recovery. Uh, Jake, oh, nah, I can't go to you. I've got to go to Timmy for this one. Horse bra. The horse bra. Yeah, look, I'm all about the horse bra. Made a really fun meme of him. It's a bra. <laughs> um, with a, uh, it's, it's, no, it's a bra. It's a horse with a bra on its face. And, um, yeah, all about the horse bra. Love his um, passion. Love just the bra part of the end <laughs> of his name. Like, it's heaps good, like, bra when he scores or does anything good. So, and he's a redhead. So, <laughs> good balance. The horse emoji really helps too. Yeah, yeah. Really good. So, he's 540000 with a three break even. Jake, as a non-owner, Timmy, oh, I assume you're getting him in this week. Yeah, but, Jake, definitely. as a non-owner, what are your thoughts on the horse in terms of all, I guess, the front row options, because, I mean, you probably don't want him in second row that he's available in front row. I think he's, in terms of what price and what points you're getting, he's playing seven in the last three games. We saw on the weekend he released that offload. He had something like five or six offloads. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm bringing him in as well. I think he's definitely at his price. He's probably the best of the pick. Um, Jack DeBellin's another one who looked all right, but... Um, Jaden Sewer's back, Bird back to lock, so that could affect... I can tell you um, how to speak, but I need to chime in. I think it's probably time we tip the hat to Savs. He's really been on the ball um, this season. He seems to be bringing in the guy that everyone brings in next week, which is ideally (laughs) what we want to do in Supercoach, is try to have the foresight to who's about to go off. You picked him up at like 60k less than we're going to pick him up for. He scored amazing. He's he's, been going really well outside of that when he's getting the minutes, and it looks like he's getting the minutes. And it's not just that bloke. I mean, you you picked up AFB, (laughs) who were just uh, three weeks ago, which is... Now, I mean, that bloke scored like 80. Well, you'd know. You've got him in your side. Oh, yeah. A, a 79, 105, and then 79 or 85 on the weekend. They're huge scores yeah, up 75 in 75 minutes. Like, I've got the Tino there who, like, obviously I've got him just mainly for the mullet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's just putting out a lot of 40s, 50s. And with that one big score on him, but it's looking pretty good for you. And that's the thing. I think with Supercoach, you've got to have a look. I think a two-game sample size is enough. And with Corey Horsberg, or how am I saying? Horsbrah. It's not spelled like that. It's Horsberg. It's bra. It's Horsberg. Bra. 
Oh, I'm going to call him Corey Horsburgh. You call him whatever. Corey Horsburgh. Anyway, Corey Horsburgh. <laughs> he um he had two games of 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, coming off the bye, so I was, I was thinking maybe he's a little underrated. 70 minutes, named at lock again, same bench. I was expecting their minutes cheeky again. Purchase. You're na- just nailing these cheeky yeah, purchases that I would probably not look at. And so, well don't, done. Don't get them after the third game sample size. Get them after the second. So, if you like someone this week, they've only played two. You want to wait a week? Don't do it because just... Do what guys up to yeah, coach from me this year, Savage. Oh, he might play Origin, though, according to Mike. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, before we move on, um, I guess we're pumping your ties up uh, quite a lot about your crystal ball. Oh, you got a compliment for me no, or something? <laughs> no, no, nothing for you, Timmy. Um... Is there anyone you crystal ball that you can give to us this week, Savs? You potentially not making trades, but well, someone who is making trades. Well, last week I, I did say at the very end of the show, I think the Sharks outside backs are really underrated purchases. And, and I, they all went big. They all went massive. <laughs> and mm. I didn't know that – like I wish I thought about it more because I got in Joe Manu who wasn't playing around 13 anyway – these Sharks guys are about to go on a run, especially with Nico Hines about to try and solidify that origin position. Mulatalo is obviously the number one target, but he's the most expensive by far. Talakai, he has the most try assists this year with crazy. 10 try assists, which is crazy. But for me, the ceiling's not there with him mm. anymore. I think he's got to have that big Morgan Harper game. I like Ramian or Mulatalo. Uh, I know you got in Katoa the other week, but I think Mulatalo is the one that, like he scored 98 on the weekend and he's not even in the top 10 traded in. People have that tunnel vision. If you could go him this week, playing a Dolphin side who have leaked in their outside backs, I think that's the pod play of the week. Yeah, really like that one. All right. Uh, where are we now? Moving on to Ruben Garrick, winner of the team list named back to wing. 84 break even, 545,000. Jake hit it off. Yeah, if you've uh, if you brought him in what two or three weeks ago, um, you ch- you're now cheering. You. Which half a super coach did? Do yes. I mean, did they rushed him. I think it was the Tigers matchup, wasn't it? It looked like dream on paper. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. Yeah, and so a lot of people rushed in Garrick and Manu and boosted to be able to afford that. And you know, it wasn't that great of a play. Now that we look back on it, but, and now that he's dropped the cash, it's it, it sucks. But he's probably a hold for the year. Um, on the wing, it's much better for him. I didn't really like what I saw mm. last week, particularly in the centres. I think he will warm to it a bit if they're going to swap him that often. It's just, it's not for me. Uh, Jake, Connolly Lemulu, 521,000, negative 22 break even, plays round 13, two tries with 122 on the weekend, has centre wing jewel. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's won that spot. Um, Start of the year, he was coming off the bench, but for the last over a month or two, he's he's won that spot. Um, and I guess the the fact that we can get a base guy available at, at centre wing um, is golden. Timmy, the whole car trip here, Timmy was debating with himself: uh, Am I bringing him in? Am I not? Am I bringing him mm. in? He's a good pickup, but the fact he's already made nearly two hundred thirty, two hundred forty k, it's kind of a he was my second trade-in this week for a bit. Um, but, yeah, look, he scored 120 with two tries. I don't see two tries happening again. I mean, he's got the try-scoring potential, so I'm sure he'll pick up a few tries along the way. But that 120 score, sure, you got to be his ceiling. When you look back over it, um, there's some pretty underwhelming-ish scores. You, you take him at the price, 58, 42, 40, 53, 58. 
64. There's an eight in there, which he didn't have many minutes in that one, and uh, 76 to start the year, which is lovely. But the only reason I'm sort of looking at him is I do need those those numbers for 13. I've, I've got absolutely no one in the forwards that are covering 13 for me, so that's why I'm starting to look at those sort of options. At the same price, the only ones that I could afford instead of him would be Nia Corey or um, the other bloke with the mullet, Josh Curran. Josh Curran. Um, yeah, very, very tough um, to go with those guys just because there's a lot coming off the bench. Connolly does look a bit safer for minutes, but oh, I just don't know if he's got that pizzazz that the Villain Army like. Uh, well, I like, think... Um, just, just last point on him. Um, if you're bringing him in to, I guess, make cash, he's probably going to lose most of that cash... Before you want to move him before on your Before you want to move him on after round 13. Probably 14, to be honest. Yes, after fourteen, because um, they do play round fourteen as well. Um, so if you're if you're fine with these scores though, pumping out fifty ish in base, then uh, go for it. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, that's the winners and losers. Uh, to celebrate Magic Round this weekend, we're going to recite our favourite Magic Round moments. I'm going to start with you, Jake. What's your favourite Magic Round moment? Well, I've. I'm, I'm going to my third one this year. It'll be three in a row. Um, the very first year I went, it was that crackdown on all the uh, the sim beans and send-offs of all the high-contact ones. Um, and it was the last game of the round. Herman Sese has come in and absolutely clobbered. Um, pretty sure it was Brian Toto and got himself sent off. And he just got on the field. Sese came off the bench and got sent. And in that same game, Nathan Cleary broke the record, Supercoach record at that point. He scored 225, scored a hat-trick, couple try assists, 1,000 goals. I think I won like 60 to 6 or something. So... That one sticks with me. Obviously, we're talking about on the field. Obviously, yeah, we don't want to talk about off the field. There's a few shenanigans that go on <laughs> as, as Timmy will, I'm sure, be a part of this weekend. Mm. Timmy. Guilty. What's your favourite Magic Round memory? My f- uh, favourite Magic Round memory are going to be the ones that I make this weekend. Um, <laughs> as I said, I'm going to make a name for myself. Uh, coming off the bench, impact for the uh, Saturday and Sunday. But looking back for actual memories, uh, Nico Hines, uh, 2021. Ryan Pappenhausen goes down injured early with a HIA he comes onto the field, Nico, at a pod ownership for myself and scores 182 points. Absolutely golden. I like that one. I remember that. That was an absolute changing week for yourself. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you Captain Cleary that week as well. Everything with, was going right for me though, that year. You don't know about this year. With Turbo, who turned up on the Thursday night as well. So uh, that was a massive week. I think you scored 1749. I remember that. But my favourite Magic Round moment has to be that Kalen Ponga step on Kieran Four. And I went for an NRL moment here, not a super coach moment, just because. Mm. When I think of Magic Round, I think of that step on Kieran Foran. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was one of the last games of the week as well. So uh, the game was done and dusted and just put the afterburners on and oos, oos. Shame we don't get to see uh, him play this week. In, yeah. You know, it kind of sucked with that extra side and one team having to miss that out. I guess it makes sense, though, that I think they came last last year or am I just making uh, that up? No. So I think they based it on the team having the least engagement for the week. And that was Newcastle. They had the lowest crowd each right. week. But, but like, they played the Bulldogs one year. I'm pretty sure they played a pretty crap team last year as well. They played on, like, Friday night or something. Uh, Who but did you get the spoon last year? The Tigers. Oh, of course. Yeah. Your team. Yeah, how do you not know that? <laughs> yeah. Massive fan <laughs> of the it, Tigers. It, just, just back on the step, Savs loved it so much about the Ulse. He was actually rehearsing it before we uh, were coming Yeah, he asked me to, like, do it. some shutter filming thing, which I'm not familiar with. The kids these days with the technology they've got on their phones with their uh, TikTok. 
Crocs and their their uh, Shazams, and not only the stuff that they're on, but yeah, it was it was, it was pretty gold. It, it was a good step. It was more of a shimmy, yeah. shimmy, shimmy. Uh, but uh, something you could pull off on the dance floor as well as the football field, I guess. Yeah, go sauce out the SE experience on Instagram to have a look. Uh, but we're answering some Facebook and YouTube questions. I'll go here. Gazaraki one two three. He's in the jersey. Yes. So keeping up to your deal. Well done. Yes. Um, Thank you, Gazaraki. Dodgy Jake on YouTube. He says sell Walsh and pick him up for cheap for round thirteen after Manly Penrith Storm. Don't hate that either. I think yeah. That's, that's I was asking Jake. Smart. Po- that's like smart super coach. Yep. Yeah. Go on. I. Uh, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of my mates has done the same sort of thing. He sold him last week and he's expecting, assuming he's not picked for origin, um, I guess the only reason he won't, he will be picked for origin if Pong is no good to go. Even then, they still might go with someone else. But, um, I mean, not bad. He's going to leak some cash, especially the next couple games. Um, so he's not a bad player at all. Just trade trade using, I guess. So mm. fine with using trades. Uh, we've got Muzz245. Love seeing the boys in HD. Head over to Pickleback, go to their socials. They do some great stuff over there, so head over to there. They produce it all from here, so it's great. Uh, have you got anything, Jake? Uh, Cram, oh, he, Clements Mark, or Mark Clements, he, I remember him from before. He, Cram reverses, Stel- he reverses his name. Cram so Stelmnick, yeah, I remember. Uh, he's gone hold Lomax or sell. I would be selling Lomax. Yeah, um, him. W- without a doubt. Um, another one, Tohu Harris. Is he potentially a buy? He's been named this week. I thought he would have been out for ages with that knee. The bloke couldn't walk a week ago. Now he's being named for the yeah, Warriors. He's haunted super coaches, especially around the buy period, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, for me, I feel like I'll, if I want to get him, it's probably going to be right on 13, just to make sure the bloke is fit and ready to go. He's just played by injuries. He's such a great super coach option when he is fit and available, though. Yeah, I think for mine... He's already been injured three times this year, and it's only round 10. I think I need to wait till round 13, and he needs some runs in the legs before I consider picking him up, but he's very cheap. Way better option than Connolly Lemu. Lemu so. What if you're someone that still has Toe Harris? Are you just holding him at the moment, seeing how he goes? Yeah. Obviously not going to be much trade out. Last week you would have probably yep. traded him out. I, th- I think you have to. You got anything else there, Jake? Uh, well... Uh, Matt Partridge, he mentioned, do we jump back on Hopgood? We've kind of talked about him a bit. Um, he's worried about the bench. I think the bench actually is good for Hopgood. We sort of mentioned that they've kind of only got two middle forwards on the bench in Matto and Makatoa. So, yeah, if you want to jump back on a player you've sold, I don't want to do it. Um, I prefer to go the pod route in someone else, but... That's his ego getting in the way. <laughs> uh, Mustard Custard on YouTube says, Nas or JDB, Timmy? Ooh, probably Jack DeBellin just because of the buy coverage if you're playing overall. I don't mind it. He's not a really slam dunk. Nas is more exciting, um, you know, to have that big unit in your side. I, I do like him as an option, but it depends whether you're playing overall or head-to-head. I like it. Jake, you like Jack DeBellin, don't you? Well, not not really. Not really. I'd, I'd rather, rather uh, Corey Horsburgh, um over him, I think, with the fact that Bird's back in the middle rotation. He'll play 80 minutes. I don't think DeBellin's going to be playing 80 minutes again. Yeah, just um, don't know that Jack DeBellin fits into the culture at the Villy Army. Um, just don't think I could fit him into the, you know, into the team. But I guess back on Nass, he scored 80 the way he came back from um, injury, and he looked real good. He was playing a bit on the edge as well. They kind of him, him and the arrow would rotate throughout the game, and he looked quite damaging. But the fact he doesn't play 13, I th- 
maybe lean the other way. With Nas coming off a big score, that's because Elias and Katol went down with a HIA, only played a few minutes. But that's a question I want to ask. Elias Katoa, did you hold or did you sell? I held. Um, I was planning to sell just because I thought he wasn't going to play this week. I thought that 11 days sat on it and he was having to miss two. So uh, it's it's a bit hard now. I really like him. As we are talking about throughout the week, he's been okay without doing a great deal. I mean, he's got that line breaks. Um, you know, he's got that in his game. But I just feel like there's a lot more upside, there's a, in, especially in the Melbourne side. Oh, out, yeah. Yeah, outside um, uh, Hughes, I just feel like he could try for a few tries and he'd be such an annoying thing to sell once he starts doing that. So I think I'm going to hold. I think with him, I'll definitely be looking at getting him in after round 14 um, because just that upside is so good. And Elias Katoa, Melbourne, they're looking good and they can put scores on teams week to week. Just on Kutawa, he's no, he's not confirmed to play yeah, this week. It. They're going to monitor his because he had a pretty bad concussion uh, before the buy, so it's still within the eleven days. So they'll get an exemption for him to play. But if he's still a bit how you're going, they probably Awkward. sit him. So I like, mean, it's, it's better to be safer than. If, I mean, if he goes out and gets another head knock, that's he's late that's in the round. So anyone that you're thinking about trading him to probably plays before he runs yeah. out. So that's a bit. I awkward. mean, him to a Parramatta player is going to be fine. Hop good. Yeah. Um, one of them guys. Yeah, of course. I'm sure is what a lot of people are probably doing. Or a Jack DeBellin even. Do you have anything else on Facebook? Uh, Welch and Nass or the Big Red. I think Big Red's probably the yep. the yep. choice. Probably the best front Talk of the town at, at the moment. Price. Was brah. Um, and Manu's still at six, worth a look. I think Manu at six is worth a look yep. over him playing centre for sure. Um, his ownership's been rising for the last couple of weeks, I think. Um Definitely get on him. And the, the thing is, he's probably going to get that jewel. You'll be able to flip him to 5'8", oh, bring in a, a centre wing. To that's going to be so nice. Yeah, I'm going to love nice. that. He will cover 5'8", for round six as well. So if you have – I mean, you probably have Dylan Brown as well. but um, So I should be fine with that. And he's playing a very leaky Cowboys this week, which puts us into the captain segment. Bold prediction segment is scrapped. Where We're just not doing that anymore. I feel like that was such a far-fetched segment that we never prepared for. Yeah, most of mine was sort of like the referee's going to you know, get a HIA or, or, the, or one of the coaches is going to get dacked in the sheds. Like they, they weren't really super coach relevant to start with, so they were fun. Can we get one for Magic Round this week, even though we've just Look, scrapped the it? The thing <laughs> I'm worried about is will I end up on the field after a few beers? And I'm just really hoping one of my good mates will look after me and, you know, tell me, don't do that. Um, so no bold predictions for myself. I uh, don't want to put the pressure on myself two or two, not two things. Well, I'll start off the captain segment. Uh, Teddy, 17% owned, playing the Cowboys. He is my captain this week. I'm a bit worried about Manu stunting his attacking ability, but I like Teddy as a captain choice. Hines is my VC. That could switch late because I think we've just learnt over the weekend how valuable it is just to chuck the straight C on. You've got to back yourself with this one. I feel like Teddy's a little awkward. I brought him in last week. You brought him in two weeks ago. The 75 two weeks ago was okay. I just, I just feel like there's big, big scores out there. If you think he's the guy, go for it because you're, you're red hot. He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy. So, everyone, get on it. This is, this is your... Uh, this your, is my crystal, crystal ball, ball moment. moment. <laughs> okay, cool. I should probably do that too then. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I'm going to stick with what I, was, I said before in the show. I'm going to VC Walsh. I've hold, held him to this moment for this game. Willing to cop the price uh, losses. Feel like it's going to be a big one for the bloke. And also uh, just 
player safety and landing on Nico as my captain if that doesn't work out as a VC loop for Walsh. Jake, where are you going this week? Well, I've been burnt by VCs in the past, so I kind of just want to go for the for the captaincy option. I'm going to have some ordinary AEs in potentially Sonny Luke and Ben Murdoch Marcelo is relegated to the bench. So Nico Hines is the obvious one. I do like Sav's crystal ball over there going at Tedesco, so... I don't know. We'll, I mean, I'll be up in Magic Round, so the captaincy could end up on anyone. Oh, that's um, exactly but, the same for me too. Things can get a bit weird up there. I think Nico Hines is obviously the safest one. Um, another one, I, if we get word that Nathan Cleary is going to goal kick again, yeah, he could be in for a big one against the Warriors as well. It could be a. I mean, he's going to be a poor captain potentially. That's the big one, Nathan Cleary. Just before we end things. Nathan Cleary, not goal kicking. Are you worried at all? Is that hundred percent confirmed? Have you heard something, or do you just assume? No, you no, no. Like just the last couple. Of last weeks, couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I'm hoping his groin's a bit better. Like, I got the vibe it was only going to happen for one week. It's happened for two. Um, it, it does take you know a good twenty points off his score. It really know? does, and yeah. it takes that massive ceiling off him. Especially when you're looking at if you know Nico in that same position, you can't captain. Or vice captain, both of them, because they're both playing in halfback for Super Coach, and obviously NRL. But yeah, Nico's got the kicking, and he's just like on fire right now. So I just couldn't fade against Nico. Nico. All right, I think that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Coach Experience podcast. Thank you to Picklebet Studios. Uh, we're going to have our same game multi up later in the week. What's that? Suwili anytime. Broncos 13 plus, Penrith 13 plus, Hines anytime, and Sharks 13. The Sharks 13 plus. That'll be with the, that will be a doozy. The, the odds will be pretty good for that, I assume. But guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Picklebet Studios, and good luck with your super coach this week. Please. Eh. Ew.